Now, here is our very good friend. H- how do you say your name again, Bart? Bartwame Skorupa. Bartwame. 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 There you go. Bart. Perfect. For short, anyway. Bart used to work for a company that had him doing research way out in a rural area of Madagascar. He dived and researched coral reefs. I was diving every day. There was really warm waters. It's a tropical climate. They were so far out. They didn't have electricity, clean water, nothing like that. I wear contacts. At first, I didn't really think much about it. You know, I'd clean my hands with soap and water, and then I'd put my contacts in and I'd go diving. Rinse, repeat, day in, day out. Six days a week, we worked. There was no drinking of alcohol during those six days. Day seven, it was a little bit different. They had this local alcohol called toga gash, which looks, smells like gas. We went to town. And I remember I woke up the next morning, huge hangover, in my eye. My eye was on fire. It really hurt. It's turned like a milky white. So everybody tells Bart he's being a baby, but it goes out to the field medic to a guy named Craig. Craig was in the military, and then he was a paramedic in London. So he's perfectly kind of suited for looking at first aid responses. And he looks at my eye and has no idea what's going on. But that's okay, because the company he's working for has this real doctor on call in London. Anytime Craig couldn't do something, he would reach out to this guy. He makes a phone call, tells him what he sees. He puts a little bit of drip in my eye to kind of dye it. And he says, you have a corneal ulcer. It's not bad. It's a bacterial infection. You keep it clean. It should be fine. It should be fine. The next day goes on. The intensity of the pain is huge. When Bart moved his right eye, his left eye moved along with it and burned like a hot poker. So I bandaged both eyes shut. Uh, I, I was completely blind. And I remember the next day, I took off the bandages, and not only was there pain, there was no vision. Though I mean, my left eye was shadows. I go to Craig. I tell him, Craig, I can't see on my left eye. His response was, you're me. He calls the doctor and says, mate, You've got hours to get out of here. The corneal ulcer at that point wasn't healing. It was growing. I could lose permanently vision in my eye. It would eat away the cornea. It could spread to my right eye. I had to be evacuated. Should be fine. The doctor had been wrong. The eye had been getting worse. And now Bart's got mere hours before he goes blind. And he's three days from a modern medical facility. When he said that, you have hours, you have hours didn't mean anything out there, especially as it was becoming dark. They put out a call along the southern coast telling everyone about BART. Madagascar came through with boats, planes, cars, people, all with the goal of saving his eye. He found a flight to Tulia. We land in Tulia, this semi-large city in the south part of Madagascar. It is flooded, underwater. I get out of the plane, and we start walking towards the terminal. And as we're walking, an Isuzu trooper cuts us off. And this older gentleman said, you are Bart, I've heard you. I have money for you, let us look for other help here. We get into the car, we start driving through Tulier. Water is flowing through the streets. No time for conversation between him and I. Another car pulls in front of us and he cuts it off and starts honking his horn. It's a nun. So I'm thinking, well, great, now we're crossing God. Drives me to the clinic. It's this Catholic mission I can see by the sign with the cross and the caritas symbol. He drops us off in front and says, there is a Dr. More here who can help with your eye. And he leaves. Bart walks into this Spartan room, no electricity. 
there's only natural light coming in, but it's still pretty dim. And this guy sitting at a desk in these blue overalls, and he's kind of dusty, and I'm thinking he's some sort of janitor or some sort of mechanic that was working there. And, and I try in English, is Dr. Moray here? And he nods, and he points to another door. I see what was probably the world's first ophthalmoscope, and it had this old leather chin strap, and I sat down, thinking he'll probably walk in soon. And the same guy followed me in, and he starts adjusting the ophthalmoscope. And then it begins to enter my mind, this guy's the doctor. He looks at me through the ophthalmoscope and says, you have a corneal ulcer. And he said it with a slight stutter. And he says, we have to cut it out. And I thought, no, 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 no. I mean, I, I'm, I'm cool. I, I realize I have something in my eye. Uh, I, I'd like some medication. We, we have to c- c- cut it now. And those words just hung in the air. And he says, lie down. I lay down on the bed, and I hear metallic clicks, like somebody's putting something on a metallic plate. But Bart still can't see much. He can only ask. What's he doing? He's getting some instruments ready. What kind of instruments does he have? You really don't want to know. Another nun comes in with a flashlight. The first thing Dr. Moray said when he got to my side was, don't blink. And I thought, you are putting a knife in my eye. How am I not going to blink? And I said, "I, I don't know if I can do that. And Bart's just wondering why Dr. Moray can't just hold his eye with one hand. And he looks down and he sees that the doctor's left hand isn't moving. Then he realizes it hasn't moved since he started. Oh my God, he's half paralyzed. The stutter all of a sudden made sense. And now I'm beginning to think, how safe is this going to be? And before I could do anything else, the nun takes the flashlight in one hand and opens my eye with the other and holds it there. They gave me popsicle sticks that I put into my mouth. And then it happened. It was a shot of white pain. Pain like I've never felt before. And my eye began to recess into my skull. And as quickly as it happened, it was over. It's done. Both of my eyes were squeezed shut. And there was a moment before I opened them where I had this full trust that when I opened my left eye, it would be back to normal. I opened my eyes, and it was black. I was blind. First thought in my mind was, this is permanent. I'll never see out of this eye again. And he comes back to me, and he says, you'll come back in two days, and we'll look at it again. And after two days, I went back to the clinic, and they start looking at my eye, and and I can start seeing shadows again. And then the next day, I can see figures. And then the day after that, I had this Coca-Cola can, and I could start to see the differences between the C and the O and the L. It was there, even in color. And then by the end of the second week, my eyes back to normal. He had the capabilities. He had the skills. And though I had to take this leap of faith, he was confident in his abilities to complete that. And he actually healed my eye. Bart found out during a stay that Dr. Murray had actually spent his life working in Madagascar and England and had a stroke that impaired his entire left side, but not his right. And he told me these things as I was there that... We only have one life to live. And it's not what we do for ourselves, but what we do for others that will last. And I thought about my life and what I could do. I made a judgment then on my own life that when I got back, things were going to be different. And they have. When Bart got home, 
he started his own nonprofit. It's called Groundwork Opportunities, or GO for short. He coordinates volunteers and donors to provide resources to people that have the skills to change their communities. That piece was produced by our own Stephanie Fu.